Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy hump day. It's Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. Hey, we got a special one for you today. And by special, I mean we don't have too much Bachelor content. Uh, you know how it is when it rains, it pours, and then it kind of goes away. It's the quiet before the storm. Reality Steve revealed his spoilers yesterday. We covered it on the YouTube channel. Not much else to share there. So what I'm going to do, and again, let me know. I always appreciate feedback. But I'm going to share some clips from other podcasts, and we're going to continue to aggregate kind of all that's going on on Bachelor Nation. I've actually got a few TikTok accounts I'm going to be playing today. Howard Stearns and also Call Her Daddy. I don't know if you guys listen or watched Call Her Daddy. Boy, what a empire she's built, obviously, after rising up in the barstool ranks. Then what? License her show to Spotify for $60 million, plus all the ad deals she's getting. Not a bad life. Speaking of the rich and the famous, Mark Cuban on Howard Stern talks about how he made over $2 billion in the stock market. All you had to do was uh, create a hit website in the early 2000s. That's all you had to do. Have a listen. When Yahoo bought you, right. they gave you $2.5 billion? No, they gave us $5.7 billion in stock. Right. And then so I got 33% of it or whatever. Right. And then... Um, when I, Yahoo went to about $2.5 you sold everything. When, when it went up, I did a, a hedge, right? They called it one of the top 10 trades all time on Wall Street. What did you do? So I got all this stock from Yahoo. And everybody else thought the internet bubble was going to keep on going forever. Right. right. I'm like, there's no way. So I sold calls, bought puts, so I protected my stock. And so it went up in value some more. And, and by the way, Verizon has since sold AOL and Yahoo for about 1% of their peak valuation back in 2021. This company was worth billions. It's literally worth nothing now. Went up to where my hedge was and then cashed me out. I see. And so then the whole market cratered and I was protected. When you cashed out. Yahoo went up a little bit more, and people said right. to you, oh, aren't you sorry? Well, exactly you, why right. Why did you hold on to it? And you said, I've got, an, I've got two yeah, and a half two billion. billion. Well, how much do you need, right? That's right, exactly. Right. And you didn't get greedy. I mean, you could have kept saying, I'll stay in another day. I'll stay in another yeah. week. And if you had waited just a couple of weeks. Yeah, probably about six weeks, I would have been fucked. Oh, yeah, he would have been so poor. No, I mean, this is just, uh, you know, always interesting to see these sort of bubbles as they're spoken about years later. Speaking of revisiting things from the past, are you guys fans of the OC? Oh, my gosh. I I mean, the OC was one of my favorite shows. I actually started to rewatch the, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Da -na -na -na, da -na 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 -na. California, here I come right back where I started from. California. Ew, okay, you get the point. Either way, what a show. Misha Barton was on Call Her Daddy podcast. Look, not, not the time you want to be the guy that was in a relationship with her because we find out there was a showman's brewing when she was only 17 and he was 25. Have a listen to Misha speaking out about her on-off relationship to her co-star. I didn't realize that the romantic partner that you had on your on-screen relationship with the character Ryan Atwood, you being 17 at the time, I didn't realize he was 25. Wow. Again, as a 17-year-old playing across a 25-year-old, like that's a pretty big age gap. How did you feel about that like romantic on-screen relationship? Yeah, it wasn't just on screen either. I mean, whoa, it wasn't just on screen either. Okay, here we are, folks. 
It was kind of complicated for me. I went into that like a virgin, like a kid, like really feeling like I needed to grow up quickly to portray like, you know, acting with people older than me was a bit like, oh, wow, like they know what they're doing. And like, there's going to be like relationships on this show and you're going to need to like play that part. And I didn't feel really ready for that because I was always like a really late bloomer in school. How, by the way, how funny is it that Alex Cooper, right, has this, you know, a, a Hooper Cooper, what's her? She's got this hundred million dollar podcast and the audio sucks. I mean, what are we doing over here? Your audio sucks. I hadn't really dated and I had, yeah, I just had like no idea what I was doing really. So I felt like I needed to catch up, I think a lot of the time. So you had a relationship with your yeah. castmate? Yeah. I mean, that was my first, like, and I had no idea like what I was doing, you know? And I think that kind of set things off on the wrong foot too, because it was like, you know, people hook up on these shows and whatever, and like these things happen, but it was, um, it, we threw ourselves all into it very fast. It definitely was tricky that it happened like right out of the gate yeah. and that like, I felt overwhelmed and not ready for any of that. It was kind of a whole ordeal. And so like, that's in the very beginning of the show before we're even like halfway through a season so there was a lot going on there that show uh it just so much happened in three seasons it really feels like it was over the course of like <clears throat> seven years or something was it, it only wasn't. was How it only you... three seasons long that show do you guys remember the oc i mean it feels like yeah this feels like my whole like adolescence emotionally and mentally handle a dynamic where you still have to see someone every day and be cordial Four. but well i mean yeah we just had to like suck it up and get on with it and all right so there it is don't date your co-workers as they say don't shit where you eat uh and never get mexican food too far from home there's your psa now the oc went for four seasons from 2003 to 2007 i would love your feedback as we continue to grow bachelor rush hour i don't have an assistant i don't have a producer but if i did i'd like to have regularly occurring topics you know whether it be throw back interviews um, on this day you know I'd love to have some of that uh, why well it's good to have structure and you know in the end you know it's good to have something you're prepared you're gonna get with the episode um, so let me know do you enjoy these quick clips that I'm playing I mean TikTok does such a good job of sort of putting together um, you know uh, the best moments of an interview like here's Misha Barton on Caller Daddy uh, with her advice on how to uh, handle holding resentment. Are you resentful at all? No, no. There are people that I look back on and I'm like, you know, I've definitely can't stand them. <laughs> I'm glad that they're not in my life anymore. And um, I blame them for some of the things that kind of went on around that time period. But no, I mean, I don't think you can be resentful in life. I think I still have, I like to think, like a great sense of humor about things and like to be, I keep things very lighthearted and I keep my chosen family very close and the family that I do choose to speak to very close. And like, you can't be resentful in life. You may as, it's all over if you're going to get like that. There it is. She's not wrong. I mean, when you're resentful, you're taking whatever pain you have about somebody else and you're poisoning yourself over it. 
because resentfulness is a very negative uh, energy. Hey, by the way, speaking of energy, Caitlin Bristow, I saw she posted she's in Newport, Rhode Island, my hometown. Did you see that? What the hell is she doing in Newport, Rhode Island? I have to tell you, probably the worst time of year to be in Newport. You really don't want to be there till May. I mean, it's chilly. It's windy. The wind in Newport. Wait till May at the very, you know, between May and October. That's Those are the months you want to be there. Either way, um, we'll have to catch up with Caitlin Bristow and find out what she was doing in my hometown. Maybe she's snooping around. Okay, I got a lot to get to, and trust me, it's we're going to pack it all in this episode. We'll be back right after this. I have a show uh, late afternoon, I guess you could call it evening today, 6 p.m. in Nashville. I'm not even promoting the show because uh, God knows where it's going to be, but it's like a workout show. Uh, I don't know if you know this with stand-up comedy. You have the shows you promote, like you know, mine being March 28th in Phoenix, the ones where you know you make a good percentage of the door, you get to fly out and go to your show, and those are the ones that you really want to promote. But then when you're doing the smaller shows, like a few weekends ago on a Sunday night, I did a show, and, and unfortunately only a few people showed up. I mean, those are the shows where you learn a lot. The ego does not necessarily get a victory lap on those sets, but you learn a lot. And anyway, the show I'm doing tomorrow is... Um I got to do 20 minutes of clean material. There's a lot of clean comedy stand-up shows I'm learning in Nashville. I mean, I've only been here for five weeks, but it's very odd. It's very odd that they want clean comedy because a lot of, you know, these red states always talk about how they want freedom of speech. And then I guess, I don't even know what they mean by clean comedy. Do they not want swearing? You know, there's certain things like corporate clean. Like if you're going to go on The Tonight Show, you can't say certain words, you know, which is, of course, so stupid in today's world. That's why podcasts podcasting so successful, right? Because you don't want me, me to be restricted by what the FCC says or whatever. So I don't know. My general opinion with clean comedy when I hear about it is you can stretch you know, into the world of dirty, just be funny about it. I think what they don't want is offensiveness. I mean, I hate to tell you this. I've got a new joke I've been working on. I'm not going to do the bit here, but it's about how men and women try to trick each other. Uh, you know, uh, women try to trick men sometimes with the type of makeup they might wear. And I know what you're saying. Oh, Dave, it's because of the patriarchy. And I'm telling you, no, it's a matriarch issue. This is an arms race that ladies have with their bronzer. It's a bronze race. It's a gosh dang bronze race. Um, weapons of face destruction. No, uh, but men do the same thing, right? Men will uh, exaggerate certain attributes like, uh, you know, I could get into the nitty gritty of it all, but trust me, I'm working on the bit here and I hope men and women alike both enjoy it. I just don't know if it's something I can share on a clean comedy show. I tell you what, I'm going to try it tonight and I'll let you know if I bombed or not. Hey, bombing means you're learning something. And at my stage of the game, bombing's different than when I used to bomb. Like now I can bomb and still have a, like a shred of dignity. You know, it's like, all right, you're trying something new. You're taking a risk. There's a time and a place for it. I'm sure some of the jokes I'm going to be doing on my Arizona show will be sort of untested, sort of new jokes in front of a new type of crowd. It's it's good. It's It's been a good creative um sort of, uh, I don't want to even call it a struggle or a challenge, but it's just been different here, moving to a different part of the country and seeing how jokes work and in different formats and things like that. So I've really enjoyed all the support we're getting out there. And here's someone who's getting some support. Soprano star Drea De Mateo paid off her mortgage debt with money she made on OnlyFans. Hey, you can't knock the hustle, right? Not whatsoever. Have a listen to what she had to say. Heck, I was trying to think about getting involved somehow, like, I'll Listen, put a foot in there or something. You could do it, girl, with that fur coat. You just keep that fur coat the on fur and take coat, your shoes off fur and you're coat and done. Feet. Fur coat and feet, right? 
I use it as a fan page. It's like, you know, because I'm not a selfie. I don't have a selfie page. Like, I'm not on Instagram. Like, What type of content are you putting pictures. up there? I mean, all these girls are always in bikinis, all these big actors, and mm -hmm. they're always half naked, and they're little outfits that they dance in and everything. I've never done that. So I was like, okay, I'll... I, I was really starting OnlyFans to start a podcast on there that could have been on the more controversial side mm -hmm. because we have a lot of crazy things to say because, you know, because we're ultra free. <laughs> and, um, and then it blew up and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to do it. And I, and I can't believe at my age, I would be like half naked with Carmen Electra. Like, who knew? I, why didn't I do this 100 years ago? And why didn't I do it in the middle of the pandemic when everybody else was doing it? I didn't. And I lost everything. Wow. I lost everything over the mandates. It's, right. it's, it's, I mean, everybody knows now, but I, I stood, I held out so like I white knuckled through that and it really hurt me. And I thought that it would be, I mean, I feel good about it, but at the same time it was like, wow, you know, I just, I don't feel good about the state of the world based on things like that. But yeah. And listen, you're a strong woman. You took a lot. People had a lot to say, and you got some thick skin. They said a lot. I have no idea what she's talking about. She white knuckled it during the pandemic. What is she talking about? So she joins. She's 52 years young. Joined the platform was a last resort effort at saving her home after going through the forbearance process when her refusal to get a COVID-19 vaccine made it difficult for her to book jobs in Hollywood. They put me into foreclosure and my house had flooded. So trying to sell the house quickly, I wanted to try and sell it before they took it. So there she is, I guess. She's not even posting nude, just some relatively, I mean, hey, for a 52-year-old uh, person, she's... Uh, knocking it out of the park, not to not to say 40, 52. You know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, um, white knuckling it just I don't know. I'm not I'm not here to make a uh, stance on the vaccine, but uh, you know your employers uh, can decide what they want to do, and you can you know hey join the rest of us. You don't need to get a vaccine if you're a podcast host. Um, I have received the vaccines, although I will say when my wife got the flu recently, they asked me if I wanted the vaccine, and I was like I was like no. I'm, my wife has the flu. Like I'm next to her. I'm gonna. That's gonna be okay for me. Now I don't need to hear from any epidemiologists out there. Well, you should have gotten the vaccine. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's one of those things. I think we just. I think finally the dust can settle on the world out there, and maybe we can all just go back to minding our own business. How about that? All right. Well, I, I say let's mind our own business, and here I am snooping into Kristen Cavallari's life. The 37-year-old debuts new relationship with 24-year-old model Mark Estes. She's loving it. All right, there you go. The Laguna Beach alum is now dating a guy, I guess, uh, what, half her age? Kind of close? No, not, not quite that young. But either way, she uh, launched him out there. Hey, good. Hey, get yours, Kristen. Get them. Have fun. You know, do whatever you got to do out there. Um, uh, here's an interesting story for you. DJ Khalid, 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 right? <laughs> oh my gosh. He was um, slammed for making bodyguards carry him so that he didn't mess up unreleased Air Jordans. Well, now he's facing backlash for making two security guards carry him. Uh, the music producer, 48, slammed by fans after posting a video to his of the incident to his Instagram. In the clip, DJ Khalid, uh, Khalid opened up his car door, looked down at the ground, and then waved over to his security. I don't want to get my Jordans dirty, he said while standing up. Can I get everybody to help me? And again, this isn't a small man here. Two men then came over to stand on either side of the all-I-do-is-win hitmaker as they hoisted him up 
place their arms underneath his legs. Hey, you know, this is the whole, um, you know, that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that whole Jesus saying here, when I looked down and there was only one set of footsteps, where are you? And then Jesus is like, I wasn't next to you. I was carrying you. Well, maybe it's because he didn't want his uh, Jordans to get dirty. Either way, why is this a story? I don't know. All right, but in other stories that I don't know should be stories, we've got Taylor Swift in the news, again, making Pop-Tarts for the Chiefs' offensive line. I, you know, at first I was thinking, why would she make Pop-Tarts for the Chiefs' offensive line and maybe not like the running back or the what's called the skilled players, you know, which is the uh, wide receivers and tight ends and things like that. And it's like, well, it makes perfect sense. You can't be uh, giving Pop-Tarts to the wide receivers. They have to, you know, stay skinny and uh, agile and quick. But the offensive linemen... These guys are farting and sweating all over. They're all about mass. Load them up with as many homemade Pop-Tarts as you want. Here's what Kansas City Chiefs coach Andy Reid had to say about Taylor Swift's baking abilities. I mean, one of the things I'm amazed by you and your team is your ability to handle, I don't want to say distractions, but the circus of being a great football team. You had the ultimate circus this year. Coaches, I grew up. I mean, I grew up in Phil Sims and Bill Bar. Oh, distractions, don't do this. You had to deal with damn the Swifties this year. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, was there, well, tell us about that. Was there ever a moment during the year where you were like, whoa, you know, tell your wife in secret, like, I don't know, this might be too much for us. Yeah. Was there anything like that that ever came well, about? Normally it's you guys, man. It's normally the quarterbacks are <laughs> for no, Right. The, listen, um, I, I really didn't worry about it. I, I knew her dad and her mom and, um, good, solid people. And I, I had met her when she was young. Yeah. <clears throat> and they, she's so grounded for who she is. Yeah. I, mean, I mentioned somewhere that since the queen has passed away, she might be the most famous woman in the world. I right? don't disagree uh, yeah. with you. You're right. And so, um, uh, you know, but she handles it. She, it's a, I think it's a great escape for her where she can come in and she sincerely enjoys the game. Yeah. And kind of behind the scenes, she, uh, you know, to fit in, I, I she didn't even know she was doing this. I don't yeah, think, but right. you know, she likes to cook, so she made the offensive lineman these homemade pop tarts. Oh, wow! So it was over. What right, was Taylor <laughs> Swift? Yeah, homemade yeah. pop tarts. Yeah, so it was over. She knew right where to go. The right to go. Yeah, you get part of them. They yeah, they they you the rest of the it's team. Over. Right. Did they give you one. <laughs> you know, she didn't give me one. I'm like, <laughs> damn. And the offensive lineman definitely didn't give me one. Right. Well, they get into the offensive line that gets to Mahomes' heart, and that's. But at any point in the year where you're like, wow, I, I can't get over. Was it shocking to see the constant? talk of it or did you just kind of like whatever we yeah, can handle it was never it and an go issue. on it, yeah honestly travis right. handled it great she handled it great and it was never it was never an issue I don't know if you know this, but I picked the wrong time to go keto because I got a pregnant wife who's got all of the pop tarts in the pantry. Oh, we got—I mean, we've had—we've got Reese's Pieces, chocolates, pop tarts, strudel cakes, Valentine's muffins. We got—we got the whole thing. And here I am eating cashews like a sad, sad podcaster. All right, we're gonna round it up. I got more fun, interesting, weird entertainment news stories to get to right after the break. You know, this story I'm going to share with you, I didn't believe till I looked into it. It's so strange. A model has sued Tyreek Hill, the athlete, said, you broke my leg during a football drill. And I'm thinking, why the heck was the model doing a football drill 
with Tyree Kill. Well, her name's Sophie Hall, and she made the allegations in a lawsuit filed in Broward County, Florida last week, alleging the incident went down a short time after she had booked a ticket for her son to attend one of the NFL Stars football camps in South Florida. She claimed that after her purchase went through, she received some flirtatious messages from Hill on Instagram. One of the texts she said included a line from the Dolphins wide receiver that read, I've been known to be a good stepdad. So here's where it gets weird. I guess he invites her to take part in some of the football drills, and she made him look silly, I guess. Maybe she roughed him up or pushed him on one play. So on the next play, he went like hard into her and she ended up fracturing her leg. What the hell is wrong with people? He said she had to ice it and she said no. She went home to her family. And sure enough, in the court documents, they show, and this is this is okay, this is a real court case. Unlike the um, you know, the Jane Doe court case where she can't provide a shred of evidence, this actually shows the injury that she actually had an x-ray and uh uh, she was charged violently and with great force. I mean, I don't know. Did she sign her rights away by going and doing the, you know, this is why, uh, guys, if you ever are a celebrity athlete, don't tackle the, the the kids' moms. Just don't do that. Don't. That's all you have to do. Anyway, an orthopedist diagnosed her with a leg fracture that required metal hardware implanted to fix. Tyree called. Just trouble seems to follow him. Oh, it can't be him. No, it's just random. You know, normally you think, oh, there's a money grab here. But it's like, why did she fracture her leg? And are there no camera evidence? When, when a mom does a tackling drill with a star football player, usually someone films it. So anyway, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Well, in other news... Gabaday, uh, uh, excuse me, um, Gabaray Sidibe says she's now pregnant with twins. Double trouble with hubby, so congratulations to her. I have no doubt she is pregnant with twins. No reason to doubt that she's pregnant with twins. Why would she be lying? She wouldn't be. All right, in other news, happy day for those at Albert Einstein College of Medicine. Einstein, Albert Einstein College of Medicine, uh, they received a billion dollar donation after Ruth Gottsman um, died. Um, she left behind, uh, no, no, she didn't die. She left the billion dollars behind after her husband had passed away. And here is is here she is, I believe, telling the crowd of kids in the audience that tuition is now free. Have a listen. I'm happy to share with you that starting in August this year, the Albert Einstein College of Medicine will be tuition-free. So there they are. I mean, guys, what a dystopian world we live in that this biggest moment you can have is finding out you don't have to pay for college when all that they had to do was have a billion-dollar donation. And I say all they have to do. You know how many billionaires exist in our country? And you go, Dave, we're not a socialist country. We don't need to redistribute all the wealth. You can live the most baller life in the world. You can have your second, third, fourth homes. You can have pools and private Lamborghinis. Lamborghinis, whatever. You can do all of that and you can still be marginally taxed at a much higher rate if, I don't know, you're worth more than $100 million. That's just my thought. Now, imagine you are worth more than $100 million. Imagine you're worth a billion dollars. Do you really need that extra $900 million? Now, most people that disagree with me are usually, I don't know, usually, not always, but usually lower middle class. I don't know what it is with, with um, lower middle class thinking that they too don't want to be taxed because they're going to be rich. It's like, newsflash, you're not getting taxed. Neither are the rich. 
rich. But either way, the good people out there that do decide to donate billion dollars can just wipe away college payments. What would we do if we actually pooled together all of our resources in the richest country we live in? What would we do then? And what kind of world could we possibly live in? I don't know, folks. I don't mean to end it politically. It shouldn't be. That shouldn't be a political thought. We should be taking care of each other, right? Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. You're, I, you know, no longer have to pay for college. Everyone in Europe's like, huh? What? Yeah, you had to pay for college? You know, anyway. Anyway, I digress, folks. Going to have, I, I always say we're going to have a lot of content today. I don't know if there's going to be any stories that break. As of right now, there's very little going on in the world of Bachelor. But usually, usually when there's very little going on around the corner, a big story is about to drop. We'll have to see what that is. As always, though, I'll be back later, noon central time on Patreon and more content coming to you this afternoon. So stick around. Have a good day, everybody. I'm Dave Neal, and this is The Rush. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.